again, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Help on the Way podcast. This week, we are featuring February 21st, 1971, Port Chester, New York, at the Capitol Theater. But before we dive into that, let me introduce our hosts for this evening. Of course, I'm your host of the game with my fellow hosts, Fig and Nub. How you doing tonight, boys? Yeah, man. All right. Sorry for wooing there. I just felt like wooing. It's the you, first time we're together in a couple of weeks, so it's a it's a woo it's a woo moment for me. It is a woo. It is a woo worthy <laughs> show. It is a woo moment. All right, let's uh, let's just just let's just get into this here tonight. So yeah. first up, we have our turn on channel six. The president comes on the news and he says nothing. Uh-uh. Nothing. He says literally nothing <laughs> so because weak. we have. We have no Grateful Dead news this week. A very slow week in the world of the Grateful Dead. Um, however, summertime is upon us, so uh, business should be picking up here very, very soon. So now let's get into our featured main event of the evening, which is February 21st, 1971, at Port Chester, New York, at the Capitol Theater. Uh, before we go into our thoughts on set one and set two, I'm going to quickly pivot over to Knob to give us some special context for this little uh, Port Chester run here in 1971. Take it away, Knob. So these February 1971 shows are an interesting run. Um, the first night, uh, the February 18th, uh, is Mickey's last show with the band until he leaves for a period of time. Um, so the last three nights are the band figuring out how to play without Mickey for the first time since he joined the band. Um, additionally, they bust out a crap ton of material. You get your first Bertha, your first loser, your first Warfrat, your first playing in the band, deal, birdsong, greatest story ever told. A lot of stuff debuting at this time. Um, and so it's interesting hearing the band adjust to playing as a five piece uh, while also throwing in all of this new, all these new songs at the same time. And um, Nob, you said that you, uh, you you saw a Grateful Dead cover band, or you saw a band and oh. and they had something to say about about these shows. Um, yeah, I went to a, a house show in Philly uh, about a week ago and. Uh, I saw this band that I was really enjoying, and they were reminding me of like Primal Dead, but I wasn't sure if that would be like an appreciated comment. And then they closed their set with Viola Lee Blues, and I was like, okay, that would be an appreciated comment. So after the set, I talked to them, and then we went upstairs, and we smoked a joint, and we chatted, and they let me know they're playing not this show, but the first night of the run. Um, they're playing at a festival later this summer for the Merry Pranksters. Um, <laughs> And I just talked to him for a little bit just about like playing this music uh, with this particular, these run of shows. Um, and what was interesting especially was about how they learn all of these songs really well, but they don't listen to these specific versions. Um, yeah. A lot of it, these shows had very unique improvisation within the dead, but they want to find their own improvisation within it. And so they learn good lovin', for example, really well, but they're not trying to replicate this exact good lovin'. Um, and I thought that was interesting. Um, yeah, I also, always wondered with like Dark Star, like, are they, you know, are are they recreating note for note? I know that's like 
the legend, you know, that's like, you know, uh, yeah, I think the dark they would star, have you believe, but yeah. is that what they were doing or are they just kind of getting the feel like in February of, of 71, they played good love and like this. So we're going to play it like this, or is it literally, I I, think... I, it can't, it can't be note for note. Like it's not like a recital, you know? No, absolutely not. I think the Dark Star being as iconic as it is, I think they're mm-hmm. going to try and at least emulate that closing jam into the Warf Rat, um, just right. because that's such a, an iconic Which bit awesome. of dead music. Um, yeah. But I think other than that, they do their approach is much more about their own version of these songs, because that's just much more interesting. Even like Dark Star Orchestra um, don't learn these individual shows note for note. They just try and uh, incorporate that spirit. Um these shows are also interesting because you really, without a keyboard player and a second percussionist, you really get a sense of the interplay between Bob and Jerry, um, hmm. which is just, uh, it's an interesting challenge. Just this era of the dead in general when you're playing it, um, if you're in that kind of a dead tribute act. Yeah, definitely. Alrighty, so without further ado, let's go ahead and get into our review of February 21st, 1971. This was a Sunday evening, the um, end of a four-night run at the Capitol Theater in Port Chester, New York. Uh, Set one kicked off with Cold Rain and Snow, me and Bobby McGee, Loser, Easy Wind, Playing in the Band, Bertha, me and my uncle, Ripple, Next Time You See Me, Sugar Magnolia, Greatest Story Ever Told, and finished with Johnny Be Good. Uh, Fig, what were your thoughts on set number one? Um, okay, so a little bit of story time. Um, my thoughts were clouded uh, in this show, um, kind of by two things. Uh, the first thing was that uh, my wife and I were in Florida. That's where I recorded the Fig Pod uh, last week. Uh, for a little little vacation, and we got to the airport, and uh, United canceled our flight, just up and canceled it. So what we ended up doing, because we had we had, you know, childcare stuff, we had job stuff, we had to get back to the Northeast. So we borrow um, my parents' car, and we drive up, you know, eighteen hours in the car, just hoofing from Florida to the Northeast. Um, and I and this is where I listened to the show, and I was not in a great mood. <laughs> as one can imagine um just just driving through the night um and you know this was not a great show for that like it wasn't like spacey and exploratory um these were a lot of early takes is 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 what i have written down um these were you know a lot of new songs um as uh, knob stated and you know the songs just kind of happened and and some of them were good and some of them were bad um you know I really liked the uh, Pigpen songs throughout the whole show, um, but there was like playing in the band. I thought was just bad. It, it, it. I mean, I don't know if they. I think they kind of aborted it at some point. Um, it was pretty sloppy. I don't think they knew what to do with with that song. I don't know if at that point they were kind of. It, it was supposed to be like a, a avenue or a segue towards you know those long elaborate jams that we know about playing in the band uh, for the rest of their history. But there was nothing like that. It was just a song. Um, the same with uh, Greatest Story Ever Told. It was just like, what is this song here? It's just, they don't know what to do with it. Um, so, yeah, so it was not the greatest show for me at that point in my life. Um, let's see what Nob has to say about things. Um, I will 
I'll open by agreeing with you that that plane in the band sucks shit. Um, <laughs> they, they were so lost. That was my big thing. They did not, they knew how all of the bits went, but they mm. did not know the structure yet. The early plane in the bands don't have a lot of jams, I will say, but even by that standard, the yeah. band usually knows how it goes. But the start of each section just felt a little bit timid. There were these weird, sudden dynamic shifts that just felt like, oh, oh, right. Oh, yeah, that's how that part goes. Yeah. Um, you know what it reminds me of, now that you mentioned what? it? Like, re- remember the episode where we, we listened to the demos from... Um, yes. Was it Anth- uh, nah, what, what is it? Uh, the, Blues for Allah. Yes. It, it sounded like that. It sounded like they were demoing with each other, and they're like, I know that there's a part A, and there's a part B, and there's a part C, and we're just going to, like freeform our way through it and hope it works and yeah yeah it was it was interesting at least um i did i really liked the loser it's a very early loser it's faster than loser normally is um Mm. and he's only asking for one gold dollar instead of 10 but i really enjoyed that one um i agree with you that the pig pen songs were definitely highlights a really nice next time you see me um and Bertha, I was actually really impressed with for one of the early ones. Um, it definitely is still suffering in similar ways to the other songs debuted in this run, um, from them just not quite knowing it yet. But there's some real hot and heavy energy um, that really carries through and makes it worth listening to. And I'm glad they retuned for Ripple, because it was he was really noticeably out of tune and you don't get a lot of electric ripples and that was nice, but, uh, is that, is that why they stopped? Yeah. Oh yeah. Jerry was super out of tune and it was specifically his G string and ripple is in G. It was really, it was intolerant. I, I was like, I hope they stop and they stopped and it was great. Wow. Yeah. Cause I, I knew that they stopped and I thought it was, I wrote down false start. Um, but it's interesting that, that you picked up on the fact that it was a tuning problem. And they had tuning oh, yeah, problems, I think, throughout the whole show. Like, um, oh, absolutely. Yeah, Pigpen was just like hanging on that A, like throughout every every uh, <laughs> song break. It was just like A, yeah. <laughs> retuning oh, yeah. it to the, his organ. Oh, I'll also throw out, I really appreciated the Pigpen harmonica solos. Yeah, absolutely. All Game, right. thoughts and on set one? I'm going to echo pretty much exactly what you guys said. Uh, playing of the band was absolutely god awful. <laughs> um pig pen shown throughout this entire show uh not just set one but really i enjoyed pretty much all of his contributions throughout the show uh and even with the ripple false start um i do think that ripple was probably my favorite thing of set one um you don't get very many middle of set one ripples um and it was so new and electric, and it just was nice. So, yeah, yeah. that was um, that's that's my heavy hitting thoughts on <laughs> on uh, set number one. I like it. Uh, set number two, uh, we have uh, started off with the old classic China Cat Sunflower into I Know You Rider, uh, Bird Song, Cumberland Blues, I'm a King Bee, Beat It On Down the Line, Wharf Rat. Truckin', Casey Jones, Good Lovin', Drums, Good Lovin', and Uncle John's Band. Uh, Nob, what was your thoughts on set number two? I liked it. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed 
the China Rider, I thought China Cat was very tight. Um, there weren't a lot of like jams to it until the end, but it was very well played. Bob was playing for his life with that boop boop doo 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 boop doo boop doo boop boop doo 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 doo. Oh, he was on top of that, um, and I really enjoyed yeah, the vibe. Cat. <laughs> I really enjoyed the I know you rider as well. Um, the vibes mm. felt. A little more towards the older, like late sixties, early seventies. I know you, Ryder. There was a little more of a folky feel to it than the mm-hmm. rocky versions of the seventies. Um, but that was really nice. A very early bird song. I like the riff is different. The key is different. The structure is different. There's not much of a jam to it, and they repeat the second verse in a way they don't normally move in forward. Um, it was a very cool. It was very different, but uh, it was not what I was expecting. Um, I really enjoy the I'm a King B to keep echoing that Pigpen is shining. Um, uh, gorgeous, gorgeous wharf rat with a tragic, tragic tape skip. <laughs> um, it's a very early one, but they're really leaning into the softness of it. Um, and especially that ballad was, uh, the, the bridge was gorgeous. Um, and then I found the only real jam vehicle of the night was this good lovin'. Um, but... The jams in it were really, really good. <laughs> um, and that was probably my highlight of set two, either the China Rider or Good Lovin'. Cool, yeah, I'll just pick up. Um, on the tape that I was listening to, um, I don't know if you guys heard this, but did you hear when Bobby comes out for set two and he asks the crowd to do their best coyote howl? Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> Um, and, and that's how you knew that set two was going to be a burner, um, because you, you know, it starts with everybody howling like a coyote. Um, and the China rider, um, wasn't one of my favorite ones. Um, you know, you remarked that the, you like the rider, uh, best knob. I thought the transition between China rider was actually pretty good. I have a great transition bird song. I didn't know what to write. I wrote down bird and then nothing. Um, so yes, I think it was, it was different for me and I, I couldn't really grasp it. Um, I'm going to try to do this. I, I think Cumberland Blues, followed by I'm a King Bee, really highlights the versatility of the Grateful Dead, you Ooh. know, as a band, but specifically in 1971. Um, you go from, you know, the bluegrass of Cumberland Blues, um, you know, Jerry just, you know, finger picking and, you know, doing everything crazy. And the next song is just like bluesy, like, you know, I love the doors. Like, if you wanted to see the doors in 71, you would probably just go see the Grateful Dead because they were doing, you know, that kind of white dude blues, you know, rock better than anybody um, at yeah. that time. And and they were able to do it just back to back songs. Like, it's so cool. Um, and then I also wrote that, um, I guess some great harmonica there by Pigpen. Uh, beat it on down the line. I like to count the beats. You get a five beat, five beat intro. And for me, it was the Warfret, which was the highlight of the entire set. I thought it was gorgeous. I thought it was beautiful. Uh, great Warfret. And, um, I might I might listen to the rest of the show. I don't have much to say about it, uh, but uh, it was a it was a it was a great set. I thought. And I'm going to echo those statements once again. Very powerful set, um, all throughout. Uh, again, with Pigpen shining with I'm King B, and a um, very very beautiful Wharf Rat. Uh, I find myself liking, um, well, truthfully, I like all Wharf Rats. Um, but the early ones just seem to be a bit more special to me. So, um, this was, this was an absolute beautiful wharf rat. 
Um, before we wrap up and uh, head into next week's episode, uh, let's go ahead and look at the Reddit comments. Uh, we have a few um, for this week, and uh, I will go ahead and read Strikehammer's uh, comments. Uh, Strikehammer said, hey, folks, I'm loving the show. Uh, it is just new to me, but working through and having a lot of fun. Uh, and you know what, Fig, you can go ahead and take uh, Deadco Mule's uh, comment. Yeah, so I think Deadco Mule actually responded to Shrikehammer there. He said, good to know. Ah. Familiar with uh, February 18th and February 19th, but haven't gone around to giving this one a, a chance. So you've persuaded me. So uh, Deadco Mule, if you um, are listening and you have something to say about the, the show, let us know. And we'll put it on the pod. Yes, yes, yes. Please let us know. All righty. So that is it for February 21st, 1971. Uh, actually, let's have this discussion right here on the show. Which set should we highlight this week? Um, set one or set two? I'm going to go with set two. I thought set one was just a little bit too, in the you know, in the laboratory. Yeah. yeah I, Not ready for I prime think... time. Yeah, the highlights of set one are really strong, don't get me wrong, if you're listening, and you are, uh, listen to the loser, um, but yeah, I would put set two for consistency. Alrighty, so we are going to wrap up at the end, you will hear set two of February 21st, 1971. Next week, we are featuring December 31st, 1991, that's right, New Year's Eve. Oakland Coliseum, that's coming up next week. But right now, we have set two of February 21st, 1971 at the Port Chester Theater. Have a good night, everybody. Good night.
Poor man, make a five dollar day. Keep him happy all the time. Some of the fellas make nothing at all. Then you can hear him cry. Can I go, buddy? Can I go now? Take a ship down the mine. Oh, no, if I'm going back 
Let's get Back the do Chicago, New York, Detroit, and it's on the same street. Your typical city involved in a typical daydream. Hang it up and see what tomorrow brings. Dallas, got a soft machine. Houston, too close to New Orleans. New York, got the ways and means, but just won't let you. Most of the time they're sitting and crying at home. One of these days they know they gotta be going out of the door and down to the street all alone. Broken like the doo dog band. Once told me you got to play your hand. Sometimes the cards ain't worth the time. If you don't I like to get something before I travel. But if you got a warrant, I can see 